Hi. Welcome to In Bed with Nikki. My name is Nikki. And if you're new to the show, welcome. Thanks for joining us. This is a special episode, actually. You can find me over today on What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want on an interview. It's to get to know me, see how you can get into my pants, and other wonderful things. Today is a confession by Catsuit, my really good friend, John. And it's very long and detailed, but it deserves its own space. It's a little heavier, what we normally explore, so I wanted to give it its own space. Again, remember, if you have any erotic confessions or anything else, please email me at Nikki, N-I-K-K-Y, at DearNikki.com. You can also do it anonymously under DearNikki.com under the Confessions tab. You can also reach out to me on Twitter and Instagram at DNikki, N-I-K-K-Y, 162. And now, a few words from my friend, John, a.k.a. Catsuit. Hi there. I don't quite have Nikki's amazing voice, but I do have an invitation for you. Who am I? I'm John, known as Hi There Catsuit, and I'm inviting you to find out what Nikki wants. As she appears on our show to discuss how people approach each other to establish connections in traditional and non-traditional relationships. Nikki's show debuts at noon on November 17th, and the show's called What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want. You can find it on Apple and Google Podcasts and wherever you find your podcasts. And now, back to Nikki with more stories and that voice. Oh, that voice. You know what time it is. It's time to sit back. Relax. Let's have a glass of Woodford. And some filthy cherries, of course. And enjoy John's experience. Rise of the Phoenix. By Catsuit. Words. Sometimes they can be hard to come by. They can love. They can hate. They can heal. They can hurt. They can be powerful. They can do everything. Can words hold you in a way you've never been held? Can words take you to another place? How do these words have the meaning that they do? How can they take us to places that are far too familiar? How can they rocket us off into space where we have no idea where we are? How can words pull us out of a scene? How can words keep us captive? How can words create anticipation that turns into pure, raw emotion. These are the words that led me to the most remarkable scene of my life, the prequel. You have not had my focus beyond your full capacity, they texted me. Throughout my life, I have rarely been anyone's focus. I have been part of their existence. I have been a player in a game. I have been one of many. Focus soul focus, is a rarity in my life, especially when it comes to positive experiences. I will set a formal warning that will be intense. Oh yes, intensity. I did not want something fun with them. I'd watched them play before, where spite of being bottom, 
I'd never seen anyone so powerful. This was the attraction. If anyone could take my imagination, it was someone who could command a scene as a bottom and come out on top. Anyone that can do that can surely place me into a space where I had to feel intensely and be helplessly and never before. I was shivering the words as they were sending me all week. Text exchange was a tiny prequel. I think the best part, I'll be getting to know you better, spending some time focusing on each other, no distractions. For those moments, the space and time we share will be all that matter. No past, no future to worry about. Please bring your locking cuffs. They knew I loved to be bound helpless. They had read my blog. They knew what they could get me the most. They said the locking handcuffs, not just cuffs. I knew I would be helpless and my excitement was supercharged. I was sent a song based on my favorite singer and what I seemed to portray. You have been set up one too many times, the perfect victim for the perfect crime. You left yourself wide open to the pain. So close your eyes now. You're walking out in the rain. You've got a burning desire to be the victim. You're bleeding from the soul. You're hurting from the heart. Things you can't be told you're going to tear you apart. The victim, Pat Benatar. I don't want you to be the victim. I want you to be, they wrote. I don't want you to be anyone. You are not. That is the point. You get me, I replied. To let you fully, truly, transparently you. Raw and real in a way you have never before. So you need to be reminded of who you are. I thought I knew who I was. I told them who I am now. Stepping outside any kind of scene. And what happens to me in real life. It was a very rough week. Where my confidence in who I am was shaken to the core. They let me know what to expect. I love mental fuckery. I just also help people heal all the time. So I will be bringing my box of tools from both realms and unleashing it all in one weird swirl of intuition, guiding me to push the fuck out of your buttons. So, do you need to be reminded of who you are? Yes. Need or want? Need. It had been a week where I thought I knew, but needed to know again. Good. Don't forget that, they said. Tell me about three things you adore about yourself. Tell me three things that frighten you, they asked, delving into my mind. The day of the scene, or the scene. The day of the scene arrived. How busy are you today, they asked. I said I was car shopping with a friend. They said, ah, perfect. Every hour I want you to tell me something I don't know about you. A memory, a fear, a hope, etc. If I already know it, you will have one chance to replace it with something I do not know. If the second time in an hour you fail, there will be punishment tonight. When the punishments are doled out, I will tell you which hour it was for and keep it fair. Keep in mind, I read a decent bit of your blog, so I dig deep.
I will start with a memory. I was nine years old and I attended an original production of a chorus line. I'm not sure if that fed into my fetish imprint. They retorted, Is there a specific reason that such a vague detail should count? My mind dropped. How had I disappointed them right off the bat? I will be more specific. I want to know something each hour that if a random person happened to know it would be really, really odd. Not just you saw the show, but why it sticks with you. Or that it may have contributed to your fetish. How? Why do you think that? You don't have to write a novel each hour, but dig deep. Start at 9 a.m. hour and don't stop until you arrive at the academy. I sent my first story. Thank you. That was the only response each time. The price of failure. It was 11.57 and I had realized well with my friend that I not sent anything. I was having lunch with my friend when I picked up my phone and reached for something to write and I got it in at 12.02. I had failed to comply with what they asked. They gave me a chance to argue, but I said I have to live with my actions and then I take responsibility for what I do. Very well. Oh no, I knew I was in for it. I'd actually wondered what kind of punishment she had in mind. My kink-friendly friend was gleeful with laughter, watching me go through the process. Following my 12 p.m. entry, which was in plenty of time, I received a picture. It was a page in a book. It was the most beautifully written penship you can imagine. There it was in black and white. Catsuits, failures. Underneath, the entry with the red X, 11th hour, failed to send in time. My friend saw my reaction and just started to laugh more. She knew my mind was racing. She knew from experience something that I had not realized until then. The scene had already started. Hour by hour passed by. One journal entry earned more than a thank you, which was to lead to more agony. I had talked about my thoughts on strap-ons, to which they responded, Thank you. I did bring a strap-on. I spent the afternoon with two friends. They saw how I was feeling supercharged with energy, and the anticipation was bursting out of me. As I drive home, I knew that there would be punishment. I knew I had shared many secrets. I had handed them a dozen of buttons to push. It was 6.57. I was standing naked after getting out of the shower. Was I trying to fail? My hands were shaking. Words were impossible. I scurried to get something together, and I hit send. 7 p.m. No response. Arrival and departure. I arrived and saw my scene partner check again. Their makeup was beautiful. Eyes that popped like beams of energy. Are you ready? All I could do is smile and say yes. They went to get dressed while I said hello to some friends in the space. When they emerged from the dressing room, I could have dropped to my knees there. Fishnet, catsuit, corset, thigh highs, lace boots. A vision of beyond compare. That was the point. But that was not the point. When we entered the interrogation room, a place of intensity, it was a cross, a spanking bench, a desk, 
and a novice chair. It was luscious, but cold at the same time. Neil. I complied as they unpacked their bag. Paddles, loggers, handcuffs, medical kit, metal implements, nipple clamps. The more they unpacked, the more serious the implement. A book was placed next to me. One with my failures written on the page. There was only one. Maybe they had not realized that the last text was after the hour. I had a bit of relief. Get out your cuffs. I pulled out the bag and placed it only open spot on the desk filled with instruments of bondage and pain. I realized that I put them on top of the book and that would upset them. So I gently slid the book to a different position and placed my cuffs with the locks beside them. I was given a question to answer which I did, and they said with a very serious tone, You wouldn't lie to me. They took out one last implement and re-asked the question. Do you know what this is? A straight razor. Good girl, they said, caressing my face. As their lips approached my ear, they continued, And if you ever lie to me, I will take this and fucking cut your cat suit off your body. They asked me to look at my log failures. They said something was missing and asked me what it was. I said I had failed again. Then they asked what was missing from the table. I looked and said, a pen. Yes, they said with great excitement. And do you know what we have to do if there are no pen? Right in blood. Yes, with even more excitement. Pick a number between 11 and 27. 21, I responded, not knowing what if that means lashes, spankings, or something else. The blood was going to come from somewhere. They went to the toolbox like a medical kit. They counted packages and looked happy when pulling out a specific package. Inside it was a needle about a half an inch long. I hate needles and just winced. Yes, we will use blood, but it will be my blood. And with it, they poked a finger with a pleasurable gasp and took the finger, swiping it across the page. There, they exclaimed, insensually putting the bleeding finger to their mouth, discovering the being. Stand. Challenges were set. Your first task is to figure out my name. I fumbled with so many ideas and wasn't even coming close. I accepted the punishment with nimble clamps to which they complied and placed them between my thumb and index finger and forefinger and pinky. After what seemed an eternity with hints, I finally succeeded by saying the name Phoenix. Yes, it is Phoenix. And do you know what a phoenix does? Rise. Yes. And if it is upset, it takes everything back down to its origination. That origination I knew was fire. There was a lighter sitting quite close to me. You need to sit for this next part. They gazed into my eyes. The stare was focusing its way deep into me. It's intimidation strong. It's beauty, undefinable.
Tell me something you never have told anybody. I had a little hesitation. It was something I had been shameful for since I was a teenager. I started to cry. You're not lying to me, they said, to which I responded, absolutely not. Now tell me something else you've never told anyone. Again, I told them without hesitation. I will share this one with you as the first to private. I babysat for a neighbor on New Year's Eve when I was 13. In the laundry room, there hung on a drying rack a lit green leotard with matching tights. After the kid went to bed, I went down and put them on. I was so obsessed with the feel of them that I had to do it. Put them on now, they said. Feel how good they make you feel, how amazing they are. After a while, they added, Now imagine the woman came in and caught you wearing them. How do you feel? Absolute shame, I replied, as I started to look down. They picked up my face and made me look into their eyes. Tell me what it looks like. Where is it in your body? And what shape does it have? Those series of words we have traveled through with shame and its shape through my body. We brought it to a place where it was bright blue and iridescent ball and brought it out of my body. I placed the ball into their hands and they asked me what I wanted to do with it. To which I responded, I want it to go away. They took the ball and placed it in a box and verbally reminded me that it was here for safekeeping and would be kept by them. What followed is hard to document because I am foggy on what had happened, but here is what I can say. We formed a connection through breathing. The eye contact went seamlessly for minutes, several minutes without breaks. There was more breathing, followed by placement of my hands around them. First embrace, and then I had collapsed into their torso. I cried and could not stop crying. My hands examined the amazing being before me. I just could not hold on hard enough. They asked me where I was. I said, as I couldn't lie, I was still in my head. The loud voices outside the room were distracting me. They stared and began to breathe with me, measured, through the mouth, increased connection, more focus. Come back to me. Breathe with me until I tell you to stop. We continued together and brought me back to her. The intensity increased until there was this beautiful explosion. They had such a look in their eyes, like joy had struck. And then their focus came back to me. They said that I needed to stay in the place where we are, because if they turned away, or I turned away, it would feel like the most abandoned feeling ever known. I gazed back and was totally present. Look closely into my eyes, and what do you see? Absolute beauty. The most beautiful sight I have seen in so long, I replied through hurried breath. It's merely a reflection. As I looked into their eyes, I saw myself. I really saw myself. I saw who I was. I saw the lights caressing my face. I saw a vision that had not prepared to look at. I saw a vision that I had spent all week preparing to see, but never knew. I collapsed into them 
and again in the ball of emotional energy, looking for a place to inhabit. I discovered that their energy was taking over me. We were one. They wanted to see me, the real me, and there I was, looking in their eyes and seeing it. The ones who want to hug the world, but the ones who find himself beautiful and worthy. After a long embrace, they sat on my lap, and we held each other. The book entered my vision, and I asked, But what about the punishment you said you were going to give me? I wasn't trying to top from the bottom. I honestly wanted to know. Hasn't been looking at it all day been punishment enough? They said. Again, a collapse of tears. It was at this point where I can't really remember anything, but the emotions and connection I felt. But I want you, the reader, the one on this journey with me. There was not one restraint. There was not one impact. There was not anything holding me in place. It was two people. One was a guide. One was the passenger. It was a journey into my heart and back of a phoenix rising into the world I knew, but needed to discover again. Appreciation and amazement. To my pilot, my partner, my friend, I can never come close to thanking you enough. I symbolically did as the hour came to two when I saw you on your own journey, and all I wanted to do was protect you from the pain. But I saw the agony was ecstasy for you, and your power was like any other I've seen. You stood up to someone I have never stood up to. You faced them, you felt the energy, and the burst into a light with scars that glowed. You were and are the phoenix, and I should travel with you always. Catsuit. Not only am I going to be on his show today, but this spoke to me. And it touches on a lot of things that we talk about, about being open and honest with a partner. Um, And this was a different type of partner, but it was still partner. And he let his guard down and let his raw emotions show and what his needs were. And the most ashamed thing that he's ever done to somebody. That's kind of like what I do on my day-to-day basis when I'm not doing something for the podcast. I'm taking calls and I'm hearing these confessions and I'm hearing these these things. And when people write in, it's the same thing. Somebody's letting their guard down and letting me in. And as I say to a lot of people that I probably get to see a side of someone that doesn't get to sh- their their partner or the public doesn't get to see because of everything going on everything around us, how it's wrong, how we can't or how people judge or whatever the fear is for them. I provide that safe space, that bubble. So what I took from this is find somebody, even if it's an anonymous somebody, to be raw, open and honest. It can be very therapeutic for you. I'm lucky enough to have my bubble I'm lucky enough to have a bubble where I feel safe and secure about discussing wants, desires, needs, and fears. I hope that each and every one of you can find a positive way to find your own. And that's my hope for you. I know this wasn't a typical show. 
Um, I really felt that the story deserved its own space because it had yet such a deep meaning and a deeper message than just the normal confessions. I didn't feel right to put it with um, the other confessions. Not that this isn't a confession, because it very much is. But I think it's a deep thinker. It puts us deep and uncomfortable places. I know there are a few places in this confession that made me feel uncomfortable. Um, But that's what exploring is, is finding our uncomfortable and thinking on deeper terms with it. So if you're still here, thank you. And I would love to hear your thoughts on this, about exploring, about opening up to somebody, about finding your tribe, about grounding you in ways. Because remember, you're not the act. It's just exploring. And it's just being sexual. And as long as it's consensual, there's nothing wrong. Don't label it. And as we say here, our label maker is out of tape and we don't believe in boxes. Explore, enjoy, and embrace it. So, in closing, find somewhere, some way, somehow, to explore. May it be with yourself, a new toy, a new person, a new object. Explore and find new ways to make yourself feel good. And until next time, bye for now.